Hi, I'm Nina Endurst. I'm Anna Tonk. Welcome to How to Be Human, a podcast that explores the common and often confusing themes of humanness. On this episode, Anna and I discuss anger. Take a seat, clear your mind, and let's chat. Hey. 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 I like all of a sudden you became a different person the second you were going to go, okay, like, is it up? I find it very funny when, for both of us, when we're being super dramatic about stuff, when it's literally like clicking a button. We're like, are you doing that or I'm doing that? Or it's like, you mean pressing the button, you know, like, uh, it's fun being a person in this world. It's fun being a person who's about to talk about, I think, one of my favorite topics. Well, yeah, it was funny. We kind of, Nina and I generally, I don't know, like, it's almost like quarterly. We sort of meet and decide topics. And then we check in again because we're moody and go, do we slang those? (laughs) And usually cut half of them because we're like, I don't like that anymore. And... We had uh, kind of let it get away from us. I guess summer fun, ha ha, when, you know, it's another summer with another plague. Seriously. And we were trying to figure out what to do for today. And it was funny when we came to when we were like, oh, yeah, we could we could definitely do that. And today we're talking about, you want to tell us? What are your favorites? Anger. <laughs> yeah. What do yeah, what am I? How what am I revealing ever... about myself right now? Love. Well, anger. I don't. Love you know what though? It, love to think about it. Yeah, I mean, I think it makes. I don't know how. I'm so surprised we hadn't done this yet. To be honest, me too. I don't know if it's maybe sometimes when I'm confused about our decisions, or I'm like, wait, why did we do that? I'm I, I, I'm like transport me to the time. Take well, me to past find Anna. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh, we maybe were like going through a phase where we were tired of like being told we're angry or something, you know, that we were like, oh, we want nothing to do with that. Probably. Because anger is complicated in that regard. I think especially if you're a woman. Okay. So before we get into the good stuff, which is us talking about it, Oxford Languages wants us to know that anger is defined as a noun, a strong feeling of annoyance displeasure or hostility the colonel's anger at his daughter's disobedience like oh where are these examples coming from the colonel's they're always it's if it's not anger at his daughter's disobedience that whole sentence makes me angry (laughs) well i'm glad uh verb fills someone with anger provoke anger she was angered by his terse answer I love that we see maybe why we feel angry displayed in Oxford languages where it's a man being angry at his daughter's disobedience, but then a woman's being angered by a man's like terse answer. I'm like, that right there is a beautiful display of patriarchal values that are slowly but surely bringing us all down to slow death. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. You know, here's the thing about anger. I remember growing up thinking my mom was angry a lot, which she probably was, but I now understand so much of the things she was angry about Mm. and didn't, and I didn't, I didn't really live with my dad, so I didn't think of him I didn't spend that much time with him or whatever but in that way but I know that if she was a man if it was my dad I would I would be I would be calling it like he gets mad or Mm. he or it would just be like it would be different women are held obviously not hot takes no hot takes with this to such a different impossible standard when it comes to anger specifically that it makes me so angry and what really frustrates me and feels really sad to me is that so many times when I want to show anger I know that if I do I will be I will be put in a in a dangerous position and I think that is so much so many women's experience where if something happens to you or you just want to assert yourself in a certain way that 
your whether it's physical danger or like your jobs in jeopardy or you know there are just we are pushed down constantly and and made to feel like we are not allowed this emotion and it's just the same as happiness or sadness it's it's they're all on the same level yeah do you remember like do you remember what your mom was mad about or do you remember like both my parents had tempers you know and I think of like the 80s 90s we heard a lot more about that about tempers like oh he has a temper yeah or you know like and I don't feel like we hear about that anymore as much and maybe some of that's because we realized people being abusive in the workplace wasn't exactly cool you know that some of the like devil wears product type of you know leadership started to fall out of favor but like my mom gaslights me about anger constantly and to this day and even if I'm talking about something like just strongly like I'm even if I'm just impassioned she'll be like well you don't have to be angry well you know people can't hear you when you're angry and I'll be like who's angry I'm literally talking about like this book I love or something you know oh Anna stop (laughs) it and yet my mom will go off you know and melt down about something in a way that like I maybe do once a decade, you know, like, and I'm like, so maybe it's like, I feel also so policed by women in regards to anger as well. Well, men are just sort of like, Oh, that's cute. She's angry about it. It's like a totally different thing that I'm curious. Like I grew up like very fearful of both my parents anger, but also it made me not take them seriously in some ways too. Cause I would be like, they just lose it. They get really mad. It's scary for a little bit. And then it blows over, you know, like I just didn't, I was just like, it's a thing people do in some ways that I'm curious of like how, were you just like, were you being shown like, oh, women can get angry or like my mom's angry about stuff or like did how much awareness over what she was angry about did you have? And how did how did you feel about it? Because you have such a free relationship with anger, you know, that I'm like that had mm. to come from somewhere, you know, like I was su- it did. I was such an angry teenager kid. I started getting really angry uh, probably when things started to get really, really bad. So like nine, 10, 11, but I didn't, you know, anyway, let's talk about the first part, which is my mom. I think a, a big part of it was my dad, you know, yeah. she, she, I wouldn't say that she had a temper, even though I'm sure she did. My mom is scary, but I was never scared of her. Like I was more scared of her than my dad. I didn't take my dad seriously at all. I was like, that's hilarious, but like, thank you, no thank you. I, but my mom, I think I was more, more worried that my mom was going to be disappointed in me. Mm. That was always scary, but she would never, when we fought, we would like yell at each other. It was like really toxic for a little bit where we would have these knockdown, drag out fights. And I, I, it was just so, It was so bad. It was so, so bad. So that, like, we would have these big bursts, and then, I don't know. It it would never really be resolved. I've blocked out so much because it just, I know that there's a lot that we never talked about or could ever talk about, maybe, that unfortunately just kind of, like, lingers there. But I think what she was so angry about was really valid, like, not around me, right? The fact that she didn't feel like she had an equal partner, the fact that she was raising me a good portion on her own, that fact that she felt like she had to be responsible all the time, but like, you know, maybe that wasn't necessarily the case or she didn't feel like it was the case with my dad. And also she had her own family stuff. And I, I un, and societally, what, what I'm so grateful for my mom for was she instilled this freedom in me to be really angry about the injustices of the world. And I feel so 
grateful for her. Like I was thinking about my parents yesterday, actually having a nice thought. And I was like, to be honest, all shit aside, I wouldn't have the life I have right now if it weren't for them for many reasons. Obviously they brought me into this world gross, but also because they really encouraged me to live life the way I wanted to live it. They never tried to crush my spirit. They never would, you know, be angry with me or when I wanted to switch lanes or move to another country or whatever, it wasn't like this disappointment or, and so a lot of times I feel like angry with them or I hold anger toward them. And I'm really trying to let that dissipate at this stage of my life, because as we know, obviously it only really burns me up. It doesn't do anything to them. And not that I want to hurt them, but in an, in any situation where I'm driving in the car and I, I have, I have like extreme road rage. We've talked about that here, right? Yeah. Like I, I need anger management probably, but I try to do that for myself every day. But I, if I don't manage my anger, like I, I get pissed and I will just burst, but then it's over for me. So I don't do it at people, but I like will get really pissed and I'll, be in the car like fuck fuck you blah, blah, blah. like they can't hear me but I I have a lot of rage in my body yeah I do and so I do have a free relationship but I also feel a lot of guilt about it I think it's tough because as much as I think anger is a-okay justified I don't want to be around too too much of it you know or especially too if it has nothing to do with me that it's tough because I think our guilt sometimes and shame comes from just like how uncomfortable that is like the witnessing of anger if you really do it and don't try to like snuff someone out in that regard is a lot I mean because really anger I remember my therapist explaining to me when she was like so you're like you're you're pretty cool with anger, huh? And like you like anger, and I was like, oh my god, like not you too, like betrayal, you know? And she's like, no, like I'm not, you know, I like literally, I just wanna, I just wanna rap about it, you know? And I was like, yeah, I know, blah blah blah, but I think I'm like justified. And she's like, you don't have to defend it. I just want to know, like, how does it feel? Where do you feel it? What makes you, you know, like. And it was really nice for someone to give me permission to really, like, get into it, you know, and be, like, and really swim around. But then she was like, we tend to go to anger because it's active and it makes us feel like we're doing something and and it makes us feel like we're processing. But it but it's not. It, It keeps you from feeling whatever is underneath that anger. And I've thought a lot about that. And I don't know, I've mixed feelings about it. Like sometimes with, with my therapist, uh, I'll be like, Christine, I know what you're, I know what you're telling me is right, but like, I don't agree (laughs) with my completely, or I'll just be like, but I don't, or I don't get it. You know, like I understand, but I don't really understand how that's a, how it's a secondary emotion. Like that just doesn't make sense to me, you know, but I do know, or I, I've, the more I've thought about it as I've gotten older, I'm like, is that part of what is so uncomfortable about witnessing anger is so often what we're hearing is the pain that's underneath it. You know, I don't really agree with Christina either. (laughs) Yes. Because Totally. Not completely, I should say. I feel like, of course, anger is preventing us from diving deeper, like most of the time. However, in controlled environments, releasing anger in a safe way, not toward another human being, is incredibly cathartic, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. But I think what she's saying is even when you're releasing it, you're using anger to probably release something else that that even if you're if you were just like hitting um, a pillow that really you're releasing maybe sadness or disappointment, like you're releasing something else. Right. But it's it's not that that anger serves a bit as a mask, I think. 
that we right. or 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 a bridge. <laughs> yeah, a bridge. Like yeah, but it's that. Um, and then it was interesting. I was telling Nina before we hit record that I listened to Chelsea Handler's last book, which is. Uh, life will be the death of, of me and you and you too. And she was talking about all this stuff with her therapist and her therapist uses the Enneagram um, system, blah, blah, blah. And was saying that there's kind of three default states that people come at stuff from. And one is anger. And I, that it's a way that we, and, and he was saying that like, if, if that's more your default state, then like sadness. And I forget what the other one was. So like, you know, some people tend to, you know, they, they, when things happen, they tend to shut down and become more depressed. Other people get angry other. And I forget what the other one was. And I was like, Oh, that makes a lot of sense. You know, that it's a way that I think that we do feel spurred in, to action that it's more of like a catalyst maybe but I'm like it can be so tricky though when people say stuff like that because it's like it's still the feeling so this primary secondary I came across something today that I really liked uh, that was a tweet thread with Iris uh, McAlpin who is a a therapist and or yeah certified trauma professional and she said, if you're, if you notice that you're constantly feeling irritated or annoyed in your day-to-day life, it's possible that what you're really bumping up against is a lot of unprocessed rage. Many mm. of us weren't allowed to express rage growing up, so we never learned how to process it with others in ways that were connecting rather than disconnecting. Disconnection can be scary for anyone, but it's terrifying for a child. So when it doesn't feel physically or emotionally safe to express justifiable rage, we learn to hide it. Sometimes we hide it so we'll even hide it from ourselves. That doesn't mean it isn't there like steam force underground. It eventually has to come out somehow. Irritation, annoyance, frustration. These can be like steam vents for rage. They've been that that have been hidden away for a long time that. This isn't good or bad. It just can be useful to know what's happening. Uh, she goes on now. Does that mean every time we're annoyed that it means we have a deep well of rage? Like, no. But, like, I found that really benefit. And then another person I really like, Instagram, um, not quite Beyonce is her handle. Her name is not quite Beyonce. I love it. And that's so funny. It's fucking brilliant. She, you would love her. And she she's a writer. I'm not... I'm going to say Savala, but I could be mispronouncing her name, Savala Nolan. But she's a writer and posts like, you know, says really intelligent things and also posts things that I tend to be like, what? But um, she had posted, many girls receive the message that you can speak, but you won't be heard. We can deal with this once uh, once in a while. But when that's an ongoing dynamic, it's really repass- repressive, suffocating and burdening. This is where a lot of girls rage comes from. And yeah. that was taken from um, her episode on Beyond Beauty podcast with Robin Clark. And then there's a to your point too about kind of anger and violence. And there was a lot about like good girl programming and how girls are taught security is an exchange. If I leave my authentic self to be who you're comfortable with me being, then you'll give me approval and I'll feel secure. This is a lie. (laughs) You will never feel secure this way because it's conditional and based on your willingness to self-abandon. What you need to know is real security comes from deeply belonging to yourself and then having relationships with people who meet you in this place of authenticity. And that again is coming from something that not quite Beyonce had posted um, in crediting Robin Clark. And I feel like so much of my own anger and rage at this point is from, especially being from the South, how many times I was told like not to be mad or that my rage or anger was not justified or I was told like, yeah, that's fucked up. But like, you're really being uncool talking about it or, and I remember saying to my therapist not that long ago, I was like, I just feel sometimes like rage coursing through me. Like it's beyond just anger. Like it's rage. It just like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's so much. And I was like, and I live a pretty charmed, 
you know, good life. I'm a white woman in America. Like things are fine. I mean, do I make as much as white men? No, but like, you know, for the most part, I'm not, I'm not worried about resources. I'm okay. And yet I feel a sense of rage at the amount of work we have to do in order to be seen as like whole valid and worthy of listening to. And it doesn't matter how much work we do. It, no, it doesn't. I mean, I'm 42. It'll never be enough. It'll be never be enough. And if ever, anything, ever. it feels like it's getting worse. And I don't, or not worse. I don't know. It's definitely not getting I better. I think it is getting worse. It maybe I is. I think it absolutely is. Because if you, if we were already in a shitty position and now, and we've been somewhere that was kind of maybe sort of a little better, but mostly just shoved under the rug. And now, yeah, it's, we're regressing for sure. And it's, it's getting worse. I, I think. And I think that I have to try to separate sometimes and really be intentional about sitting down and being like, am I angry because of something that's happening to me or has happened to me? Or am I angry at the world? Which is not necessarily like not to me, but it's not so personal, you know? I know what you mean. And I'm more pissed at the collective. That That sadness, like eats away at me and it make and it makes me really angry. And I, and I really, really tried to, um, to channel that differently because I know that it's not helpful and I don't really like to do the whole secondary emotion, you know, thing either. It's just, it's just how you feel. Right. Yeah. But I find that it's not, it's not helpful. I don't think it's helpful. I think it's natural, but I don't think it's helpful. I, want to know why we are in this, why we can't move as a culture in this way of men are supposed to be angry. Like it, it's, it's something that is celebrated. And I was just like any of the media that children can consume or adults can consume is so saturated with violence. It makes me ill like yeah it takes me so long to find something for my kid or for myself that isn't violent or on a sexual by uh sexually sexually or otherwise just i'm like are we just a bunch of like psychos like why is this something we keep feeding why do we keep feeding this beast I don't know. That's interesting. Like, I don't know. I mean, men are definitely more inherently violent than we are, than women are. I mean, I say that as someone with a younger brother, you know, and like literally went to the beach with him last week and he was like joking, like he was going to use me as a boogie board. And I was like, do it and I will ruin your life, you know? And he was like, okay. But it's like, that was fun to him. You know, like, don't you think he was conditioned to be that way? Because raising a boy, I, I I think it's impossible to say in the U.S. Because, I mean, my brother also grew up like wearing shoes from France that looked like girls' shoes, you know, because my mom was a cuckoo bird, you know, like, I think he's had a lot of different stuff in that regard. But I, I think some of it is, I mean, my mom did not think twice about like what she let him play with and things like, I mean, not in the way that anyone is today, you know, but I do think some of that stuff, I mean, there's been studies done by people transitioning and when trans men started taking testosterone and they were like, whoa, like all of a sudden I felt very biologically different. How I, you know, reacted to things was very different. I do think there's something to be said about the biology. There's something there. Conditioning, obviously a huge thing, but I was going to say that I think men are treated about some of the softer things, obviously like crying and sensitivity and things like that. The way women are about anger, you know, that it's like, gross, you know, like that's not allowed. And it's like, what if we just didn't do that? You know, like I definitely think it's like weird to me that men's anger is so allowed and accepted in our 
culture that I think we've become utterly desensitized to it because they're allowed to be angry. We give space for men's anger and yet they're still like, you know, shooting up spaces when they're angry. So I don't, I don't know that we're really allowing anyone to process anger. You know, like I don't, I don't know what we're supposed to do with that. And I think that like, what sort of sucks about a, I don't know, like, uh, I mean, I do think what sucks often about when anger is expressed is we, we don't listen and we probably should, you know? And I know often when I have been the angriest and it was fully justified when I melted down, like I felt really alone, you know, and felt really, everyone's just sort of like, huh, good luck with that, you know, and stuff like that. Like, I'm not sure what we're supposed to do because generally if people are angry, you know, there's something, there's something we've created that allows us to ignore people's anger. And often, and it's like, I wonder if we've created that or humans have adapted that because it also allows us to perpetuate a lot of what you know, continues the the suffering and the anger, you know, if we really listened to black people in America about what their experience is, we'd have to make more, have to more change sweeping it. changes, you know, exactly. but instead we create these tropes. Oh, the angry black woman, you know, yeah. it's like, let's use these ways of deflecting, you know, like, Oh, men are violent or whatever. And it's like, actually, I think we don't put any expectation on men to be emotionally healthy, you know, so it's like the only thing I think they do spew is anger often, you know, it's all and this I think stuff that just deflects from what someone's actually upset about or trying to communicate. I don't think that we want to change like as a whole. So those things would like you, you're saying, if we actually sat with because God knows we have the tools, you know, yeah. at this point. If we actually sat with the individuals, we'd have to sit, like you're saying, on a, a much larger scale. But I also find it really sad and uh, just like mind numbing that what we do is we ignore the anger and we ignore the anger or we celebrate it in some way or we, you know, shove it down in women. And then when it turns to aggression, we are stupefied. Yeah. how it got to that level. You know, when that one of those, just one of the many, because most of the mass shooters are white boys. I think 90% of them I would yeah. could comfortably say. And when I can't even remember which one, because there are so many sickening. One of the cops said he had a really bad day. Remember I'm, that? Yeah. I mean, he had a really bad day. It's like, oh, okay. Um, has there ever been a female mass shooter? I don't yes. think so. There has. Oh, there has? Ooh. Yeah. I can't think of um, her name, but she was a little cuckoo, murdered her brother, and then eventually walked in and shot up her workplace. I can't think of her name. Yeah. That's there, okay. We don't need to get She her. was white, though, for the record. Of course she was. Yeah. Just felt like that was worth so, noting. So what... What is anger? I want, I, I was interested. I wanted to read just a couple of things that you've pretty much touched on, but most people will experience episodes of anger, which feel manageable and don't have a big impact on their, on their lives. Learning healthy ways to recognize and express and deal with anger is important for our mental and physical health. When is anger a problem? Mm. You regularly express your anger through unhelpful or destructive behavior. Your anger is having a negative impact on your overall mental and physical health. Anger becomes your go-to emotion, blocking out your ability to feel other emotions. You haven't developed healthy ways to express your anger. So I, I think that's an important just kind of touch point to be like, okay, anger is not bad just by itself. But there are moments and warning signs and things we have to pay attention to when anger becomes a problem, when anger becomes something we have to get help for or really sit with and understand and try to heal. Right. In and of itself, it's, I don't think it's a negative emotion. Do you? Not at all. 
I think that anger is tricky in the sense of your anger, I think nine times out of 10 is, is valid, like any other emotion, you know. However, I think it can be really, I think it can be a smooth talker and trick us into thinking we're justified in doing whatever we feel like in regards to our anger. And that I don't think is good. That I don't know. That's negative. That, yeah, that's the negative to anger to it, to me, you know, and that's something I'd be curious what your take is on this. You know, for me in production, a big, big cycle would be me often like kind of like dealing with something or being like, hey, like we got to talk about like this or like this pipeline or whatever, like it ain't working. And everyone was like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then eventually something would happen and I would generally lose it. I mean, I wouldn't, I wasn't like abusive or anything, but I would just be like, yeah, this is fucked up. And I'm mad because it didn't have, you know, and I constantly would sort of get like a little bit of like, Ooh, mom's mad type stuff, but it wouldn't be addressed you know, like it still wouldn't get fixed or anything. Right. And then if the cycle continues, exactly. And then I would start to sort of check out, you know, or be like, oh, did it break? Like the other four times it's broken, you know, like I would eventually become the asshole. And of I don't like, what does one do in your opinion? What do you think one should do? Quit? Oof. I mean, I think you would have quit. I, I should have quit. <laughs> Like, I mean, but is it seeing maybe like, I think something about that quote I read about, like the, the women not feeling heard, you know, like that creates the rage, which I mean, isn't really a hot take. You know, I think we all know that if you don't feel heard, you're like, you're going to feel some way about it, you know, but I think there is something I've experienced mostly in work environments and less so I think in personal, to be honest, where I think my, my anger is valid. I'm pointing out like this isn't working or this is, or this is failing or this isn't, you know, like, and it's like almost made a joke or something like, or I don't know. I, I, well, it's not taken seriously. That's for sure. Yeah. Because here's the thing. Eventually, well, what is there to do? I mean, I I have found that really trying to take the power out of the situation like that I'm clearly giving to it mm. is helpful, right? Because in that moment, the expectation is what I would do, what Anna would do is completely different than what these fucking Joe Schmoes are doing. Yeah. Like that. So why can't they just get... And not only is like... I'm doing it right. Why aren't they? But you've told them the way you've given them the map and they still won't use it. Right. Yeah. Which is maddening. And I think like, of course there's going to be, like you said, of course that's valid. Of course that's going to build up in your system. And, but when you, when we let people get to us like that, even though it is, I think they like win. And I don't mean they're trying to, but they do because they're not like stressed about it at all. Well, and to your point, I think I used to think that if I left, that was letting them win, you know, If I had gone, this is crazy. You know, like I'm in a position of authority. They're disrespecting it. This is also a television network. Like it needs to run a certain way. Like this is, this is cuckoo town. Like I need to go. That to me felt like letting them win. They pushed you out. Yes. 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 Totally. But when I think back now, I'm like, what did I really gain? Staying somewhere where I kept being almost like disrespected essentially you know like the anger wasn't dissipated it's like it maybe would go away for a little bit and I wonder too and part of why I asked you that is I think I mean I based on readings based on clients it's a familiar cycle to people and I used to be team stay figure it out don't let people take stuff from you now I'm like 
you know, there might be another way to look at it. You know, like, what are you gaining by staying? You know, like, is it like have a different like pull your ego to the side and be like, let's talk about this (laughs) because I don't think it, it works. And I wonder, too. Now, something I used to deal with in dating is the the people who don't really know how to apologize or maybe talk about something, but then just try to placate you to make anger go away. Mm. Did you ever experience? Did you have you done that dance? No, because here's the thing. I think I'm. I don't know. I haven't. I really. This is what. No. This is, mm-hmm. I had I, I in my head I was fifty fifty on whether or not you had because I'm no. like I wonder if the second some guy tried to placate her she like pulled out a pocket knife and I threatened would just, his life I would literally you know? just slice him <laughs> no it would never happen like I I'm too far gone you're not yeah no it's it was more back away and like you I got your crazy a lot like, mm. your crazy was like top of the list I'd say ah. Like, uh you're fucking crazy. I'm like, am I? Or are you just stupid? And like, Oh, that's interesting. Oh yeah. I I never got your crazy. I got like, I always got your crazy. I know. You're right. You're right. That, or I got like, I'm not good enough for you or whatever. And I'm like, no, you're not, but be better. And maybe we can figure it out. (laughs) But here's what I wanted to talk about, which is part of this, especially in dating. I am fascinated by, of course, you know, the body and the physical effects of anger. So I'm also thinking about like Anna in that room, letting these people because you are feeling that in your body. Yes. Correct. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And that I mean, this is not the part where I pretend to be a doctor, but anyone can understand that something that's happening over and over again is bound to like you know, kind of start to wear down your system. Right. And what happens is uh, it's, it's being angry, right. Is like a a subset of fight or flight, right. It's part, it's, it's in that neighborhood. Yeah. So what happens is the brain I'm reading what happens. The brain shuts, shunts blood away from the gut and toward the muscles in preparation for physical exertion, heart rate, blood pressure, blood pressure and respiration increase the body temperature rises skin perspires the mind is sharpened and focused it's literally like you are getting ready to fight for your life but don't you like when you said that the you know sharpen and focus i'm like i can i can think of exact moments when i've been like oh yeah like now I will destroy you. You know, exactly. like oh, when your mind's focus. like, oh, <laughs> now I can remember every way you've exactly. been. I a am total- a fucking genius. Yeah, exactly. Like, of course. Oh, my God. Yes, I am. I am. Every time I leave a situation, I don't do it anymore. I really like my husband and I don't have an unhealthy relationship, thankfully. But when I would fight with ex-boyfriends, I'd be like. I'm going to leave the situation feeling really shitty, but also really impressed with myself because I am about to destroy you, like destroy you. I would, I would, I remember everything. And I would also have just a laser focus on parts of them, which again, I would never do. And I'm not condoning that. I would be like, it's this, it's that. Like I was, I was not, I was not, fuzzy when I would be angry. Yeah. So, so, but I, my point was when you're sitting in those situations and you feel like I had a moment where I was really angry and this was a, this was something that's been building over time. I, I sent you a message and I almost like said, this is an angry message. So listen to it when you're ready to, for that energy. But I was really pissed because someone who's been taking advantage of us for us, what I feel like is taking advantage and lying. I hate lying. Lying, it makes me very angry. For like a year, just like the final nail in the coffin a couple days ago, and my body, I, I was so exhausted after just feeling in my body that rage of like, no, you're not going to do this again. You're not going to lie. You're not going to make me look bad. You're not going to just 
this is enough. Like enough is enough. And I, but I, there's growth because I recorded a message to somebody like four times, which you know how I am. Usually I'm like, this is what I have to say. And this is how I'm saying it. And good day. But I was like, I wanted to make sure that because my nice tone can sometimes scare people. Like they're like, like to your point with your mom, people will be like, what are you mad? I'm like, I'm not mad. This is how I talk. Yeah. Like, I'm really not mad. You'll see, when I, when I'm mad, you'll know it. But I recorded it multiple times because I've found that even though I'm not angry, sometimes the intensity, which is another thing I want to talk about is often, it's another way we just gaslight women and like silence them. When you are an intense woman in my experience you are labeled as angry yes and they're not the fucking same i 1000 percent. i don't think i'm a particularly angry person to be honest like i think i'm in touch yeah like i think i'm in touch with my anger but i don't think i'm angry i just don't suffer fools very easily and you're not angry at all you're like i'm a very joyful person yeah i bet i'm intense and I think people confuse the intensity sometimes yes. for anger. You know, you know like, when you just are talking to someone and you're like watching their eyes get wide and you're like, oh, is this not how you talk? Like, <laughs> is this is this not OK? Like and I've I have to say I have trouble around a lot of women. I've had trouble around a lot of women in life, not I didn't have trouble making friends or anything, but I think a lot of women misunderstand me. And think I'm somebody that I'm not. Yeah. And that's fine. It's not really, doesn't really have anything to do with me. I think but people play out a lot of stuff they should do with the therapist with you, you know, of like, oh, me, mommy, you know, and like, oh, yeah. is mommy mad? And, and you're like, I literally just said like Thursday or Friday, the weekend doesn't work. You know, like you're the one who's making up this whole like Nina's mad or, you or know, like, like oh, chill, chill. Yeah. I used to get that a lot, right? Uh, which, would make me, which would make me instantly want to fly through the roof. But you know, who did it to me a lot was teachers. And Ooh, like at school or? Oh, yeah. After. I, yeah. Sc- Interesting. Oh, yeah. School. I didn't go after school. I hardly went to school. No, I no Teachers were baffled by me, I think, because I talked back. And I wasn't disrespectful. I truly was not. But I did not just accept the answer or the direction or the injustice. I remember, and I might have told this story here before, but when I was in like third grade, third grade, it wasn't like third grade, it was third grade. And my teacher said, boys are better than girls. Literally, that's what he said. And I stood up and I said, that's sexist. You can't say that. And he said, sit down. And I said, no. And he said, go to the principal's office. I was like, fine. My mom will gladly back me up. Yeah. And she did. But the teachers and there were so many people who were like, you can't do that. You can't be outspoken. You can't be in, you know, intense or like, why are you so angry? Or I'm like, why are you? why are you so blind? You know, why are you so numb to this? Why do you think this is okay? And that really gets me where when something is happening and this would happen with my guy friends in high school all the time, obviously, because they were all freaking, you know, privileged white dudes from Connecticut. They'd be like, why are you so mad? You know, I'm like, cause you don't understand how the fucking world works. Like this is not, it's not okay. And they'd be like, Oh, chill out. We're all just trying to like have a good time. It's like, oh, by demeaning women, not fun. Like, not fun at all, fucker. It also boggles my mind in those sort of situations. Well, one, your whole educational experience boggles my mind, number one. Two... Does it really? Yeah. I, I'm like, what was going on there? You know, like your school. They were used to children falling in line. Crazy. It was one of the best schools in Connecticut. And Pete, they were literally the, used to kids just following fucking orders. Then you're not that good, in my opinion. No you know shit, what I mean? you're not. Like, None if of you, them If are. you can't figure out a way to, like, talk to nope. a kid or figure out, they like, they need something, like, something's that's up, why you know? That's like, why I'm homeschooling my child. Because crazy. It's I mean, 
like I had, I would say mostly positive school experiences and I'm grateful for that. But like, I just, sometimes you tell these stories and I'm just like, ah, boggles my mind. I can't, you like, yes, you're younger than me, but like not that much. The idea that it's, if you were in, if you were in third grade, I don't know, that's like early nineties, late, you know, like yeah. not to get too specific about where that is, no. but anyway, like early 90s. what? Like, yeah. That sometimes too, like this has been something for me that when people are like, calm down or chill out, I'm like, okay, let's do a little exercise. <laughs> if you had been in class and your teacher said, girls are better than boys, period. Boys are better would, than girls. Oh, no, girls no, no, no. But it, like I teaching, I get it. Trying to teach empathy to, to, to the, the chillers. Sorry. <laughs> it's like, would you have loved that? Would that have felt good to you fellows? Like in girls who are like thinking I'm overreacting, like you did that, did that feel good to you? Like so often what frustrates me, I think about anger or when someone is like, I remember too, I mean, now in texting and stuff, obviously we don't always know someone's tone or whatever, but I was saying, I was, oh, mm, I think you'll enjoy this. It drives me crazy when I'm asking for help and not actually angry or being anxious or anything, but I'm literally just relaying information and someone tells me to chill. Then I'm like, uh oh, I wasn't upset before, but I am now. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. makes me crazy. It is so like here's a like here's a note for us all. It is not hard to be dismissive. So when you're you know tempted to be dismissive or read a friend's text and be like, oh that silly bitch, like why is she all riled up about that or whatever. <laughs> silly bitch. <laughs> Read it again. You might be missing something because it is very easy to be dismissive and you could be wrong, you know, because the amount of times that people have been like chill or it's not that deep or whatever. And I've gone, it's not that deep. Oh, it's the worst phrase of all time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, as the person who often gets the phone call when something has gone wrong or tends to be the resourceful person or tends to, I'm like, I would love it if you bing bongs would start listening to me versus just telling me it's not that deep or it's not that big a deal. And then calling me when it all goes wrong. I mean, that's more a thing from from when I was younger. And then I was like, why don't you just retire, Anna? You don't have to be a fixer for the world, you know? And that was an interesting transition to when people would start, especially work-wise, when it would be like, oh, my God, that thing you said was going to happen, happened. And I'd be like, cool, good luck with that. Bye. You know? (laughs) And And they were like stupefied. And I was just like, well, how long did you think this was going to go on? Like, how long did you think I was just going to be like, you're right. I, yeah, I should be chiller. You know, I should, it, you're right. It's not that deep. I should stay on this here surface, you know, like it's all that deep. Okay. (laughs) It's all that deep. Like I would love to like, you know, this is something I started saying to my mom as I was like, listen, it's not like it's super fun to be me all the time. Like feeling a million different things about a million different things doesn't exactly make my life easier, you know? So if I'm saying I feel that way, it's because I probably do. Not because I totally, not because I want to. Yeah. I do. I don't. And she was like, interesting and the thing because <laughs> i'm an asshole the thing i've been doing to her about anger is i'm like wow mom that's like the third time you brought up anger are you exploring your relationship with anger right now because you seem oh really God. uncomfortable with it i personally honor and welcome all emotions do you not oh i'm like God. i'm like you're not you're not going to talk about Jungian symbolism my entire life and then i'm not going to pick up a, a thing or two about how I can like terrorize you in return about it, you know, Totally. because something that's helped me as well. Cause I do think any, whatever you're, I mean, I think for us, anger is a little charged and you know, we go back and forth about our relationship with it. Cause other people have made it complicated for us, but something that has really helped me is remembering that emotions are reflexive, that we, they, they are a reflex. We don't get a say in how we feel. So whatever you are feeling is what you're supposed to feel. 
a, it's a, often it's the how we're coping with it or processing or what we're doing with it is where we could use some improvement. But how we feel is a reflex. So often when someone is giving me some sort of feedback about like, oh, how you feel is weird. I go, emotions are a reflex. You know, I don't have control over it. And that's been helpful for me to also then like get over the like, why do I feel this way? Or why does this make me mad? And then like move into the next phase of like, let's get rid of the anger to then go back to the analysis. Yeah, I, I'm with that. I'm with it. But the whole idea, though, sometimes that when people are like, well, it's just like really crazy that you're so mad about that. And I'm like. And you're not like, I remember when I would experience so much casual sexism and would be mad and be like, it sucks to be an executive at a meeting. And just because I'm the only woman, I'm asked to take notes and dudes are like, yeah, but like, whatever, it's not that big a deal. It's notes. And I'm like, how would you know? Like, you're not experiencing it. You're not the one who has to like process that and be like. I need to, like, if I take myself too seriously, then I'm a loser that no one's going to respect and, like, follow. If I don't take myself seriously, then I'm a clown and they're not going to respect me. And follow. Like, how the fuck am I supposed to win? And now on this extra layer, I'm being asked to take, you know, notes in this meeting. Like, give me a break. That so much of that no, is just... I don't think there's any way to win in that space at all. I really don't. I don't believe that women will ever... I, I think white men run it all and they always will. I really do. That's how I feel. God, I hope not. I mean, I, the good what, news is... What is, data do we... Uh, listen, I'm I small, have a piece of data that I think you'll like. And that is it? white people will be the minority within the next... Yes, I love that. Yeah, like, I don't know, like, I don't know how many years, but it's it's not as many as you would think. So that gives me some hope that literally by volume and numbers. Yeah. But they have all the money. They have so much of the money. True. You know, they have and they have this fucking generational wealth. I was just talking to a client before this about, you know, she's a recruiter and we were talking about just she, you know, she lives in a very wealthy town and about getting involved or not really in her town because there's nothing to get involved with. But in surrounding towns and anyway, I was saying about recruiting, I was like, is it always the same people? Like, is it always the same person? Knowing probably that considering she places people in finance, that it was always going to be the same white guy. And she's like, yeah, because you're, you know, grandfathered and in some way you have to have some level of education that's obviously only available most of the time to a certain portion of the population So I don't see a way out like I really don't. But what I do have hope for is and and what soothes my anger is I think that we are getting better at organizing on a community level. And I think that matters. So, yes, I think the systems are fucked and probably always will be. But I do think we are going to hopefully be able to take better care of ourselves unfortunately i think a lot of each other i mean i think a lot of that is coming from a lot of pain and a lot of trauma that we are experiencing together and i but i do feel like people are gonna like huddle up in their spaces more and but as far as i'm like uh, no like a i think our country's fucked i think the world is fucked (laughs) I think we're all fucked. I don't know. I don't know if I think it is ultimately. I mean, I hope not. I think I would love to be wrong. I see people doing things differently. And something that gave me hope is the book group I was in. Sarah, who is one of the, or who is the founder of Sepua, was talking about like, how do we create like our own, you know, little eddies, like our own little you know, branch off a main current. And like you said about community organizing, I do think there's been a shift. I mean, like more people ever in, in my lifetime are saying just doing things one way, like 
isn't the only way, you know, like people are rejecting all these old models, you know, that in a way that I've, I've never seen, you know, like to, to this degree of being like, you don't have to do this. You don't have to like, you know, do really well in, in, in high school, then go to a really good college and get internships. Like there's all these different ways that people can access power and money mm-hmm. and right. all these all these things True. which does give me some hope and people are taking more ownership and I think um empowering themselves to create those those spaces as well you know that I don't know that it'll ever be like the US feels like this like super safe equal space or whatever probably not I highly doubt it but can we get bigger stretches of it or can we get yeah. you know can it feel a little bit more balanced of like what we're saying is acceptable and what isn't you know like I think a lot of us are angry not so much about I mean yeah the policies and stuff but I think it's also like being lied to it's like Biden being like yeah Roe v. Wade being repealed is is gross well then like do something asshole get off your you know like I think that's what makes us all angry it's like everyone kind of going yeah yeah that is terrible oh that is the worst and then doing nothing so Would exactly. say to people, pick one thing that you are angry about yeah. and maybe find one thing that you could do a bit differently or a way that you could like be contributing or knowledgeable or whatever. But I would also say as someone who has felt like the title angry has followed me at periods in my life, like, I don't know. Your anger's justified. Just maybe learn different ways to release it or communicate it. Or if I do think there's something to be said of if you're constantly getting feedback about your anger, it's maybe worth it to speak to people you really trust and know are safe for you. You know, a bestie and go like, is my anger really out of whack? Like, what's up? Like, maybe get a real read on it. I've had to do that at times when I've just been in a space and it's like, how I felt was valid, but I was definitely not coping in a, in a good way. You know, like it was fair for people to not want to be around it. If that, if, if that makes sense, it does because they, who does, I don't want to be around that. Exactly. I don't want to, I don't want to be that. But I also, to your point, I, we, we are not, we cannot be defined by any feeling, right? Yes. Yes. Sadness or anger or happiness. Like, we are going to experience a range of emotions. I am the most terrified of people who I who I feel like are pretending to be happy all the time because I'm like that that's just not real. I like a for effort. I'm not like raining on your positivity parade, but like it's just not real and you're hurting yeah. yourself in a different way. So every emotion has a positive and a negative side, right? Every emotion has the ability to like sweep us under or, you know, kind of like submerge us. So that anger is no different. It's just finding a way to deal with it, talk about it, really shame around it, befriend it even, and then move through it because it's going, it's going to come. It, it just will for everyone. Yeah. One thing I wish I had gotten better about that. I do think I've have is, stoking anger when you're anger angry i think it feels better in the bod and you move through it faster if you just validate your anger versus doing what i used to do which is called building the case you know it's like gasoline please yeah you know like something would happen and like I would feel uncomfortable about my anger would be, I think afraid of being the angry person or the whatever, or like not being cool or something that I would be like, Oh, and they also did this or whatever. I would just build this case and it just, that's a mess. It's not the way to go about it. So when I got better about just going like, you're angry and that's okay, but we're not going to respond from this place because it would just be reactive. So let's like wait until we're not angry and then we will assess the situation. That worked much better for me. Got me out of the habit of 
to make myself feel safer, to feel anger of like just building that case and like listing out everything horrible that had like ever transpired or whatever. Like it would just become a mess. Yes. Well, let's leave you with what? One, one, I say I like the exercise of, and I said it to my client, you just said it. Choosing something that you're feeling angry about and chant and taking some of that energy and channeling it into something positive, not to dismiss it, but just to redirect it, whether that's a cause that you feel particularly aligned with or pissed about or, yeah, something that's just that's moving you in some way. Use it. Use it to affect change. Yeah. Yeah. If anger is a driving emotion, let it drive you somewhere. Drive you to exactly. action. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. I hope that this was helpful, as always, in some way. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye-bye. That's all for today's episode. If you're interested in submitting a topic or want to submit a question for our advice episode, please join our membership community at howtobehumanpod.com. Thanks for listening. And remember, we're guides, not gurus.